Hello and welcome to the Rugby Gods podcast. I'm John Keenan. No mai haere mai. Today is June 11th and now let's talk some rugby. Alright, so it's been quite a while uh, since I got some podcasts out. Uh, I think it's been about 10 days. Uh, so apologies for that. Um, the last week, maybe the last sort of two or three weeks actually, uh, have been fairly up in the air uh, in terms of my life. Um, quite a few, uh, you know, basically COVID-19 coronavirus related issues uh, going on uh, where I'm living. Um, so yeah, things certainly up in the air. Um, I'm a little bit off my game uh, in terms of getting the podcast out. But here I am now and let's get into it. So what do we need to do? Uh, well, the first thing we're going to do here is uh, Super Rugby Trans-Tasman Round 4 Review. So I'm going to go back to uh, last weekend, uh, which is a while ago now, <clears throat> uh, to the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday games uh, of Round 4 last weekend. Just have a quick look through those five games, uh, see what happened in the results, uh, and also try and remember uh, what I said was going to happen, because I made predictions uh, way back on June 1st, I believe it was, which was my last podcast. So yeah, we'll try and get through all of that for the quick, uh, and then obviously push on to round five, uh, the games that are coming up this weekend. In fact, they're actually coming up today. Uh, I'm doing this essentially on Friday morning, uh, my time, uh, so I'm about uh, six to eight hours away, uh, I think, from the first game, uh, kicking off in New Zealand uh, on Friday night. So yeah, teams are announced, um, we pretty much know what's going on and like where the game's being played and all that, uh, so yeah, let's get into it. So yeah, let's go back to round four, uh, the games on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, first weekend of June. Uh, so there were two games on the Friday, uh, the first game was in New Zealand, it was the Crusaders at home to the force, uh, and it was 29-21 to the Crusaders, uh, a very late, uh, you know, essentially extra time uh, converted try there to the force. Uh, which denied the Crusaders uh, a bonus point at home. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people thinking that that was going to be a real dagger uh, for the Crusaders, who were certainly, you know, chasing the bonus point. Uh, you'd have to say Crusaders looked like they were, um, wow, I mean, what gear would you say they're in? Uh, perhaps uh, traveling along in like third gear? I'm not sure. Um, I wouldn't say that they were completely rusty. They obviously had quite a lot of personnel uh, resting uh, as well. Uh, with the likes of Sam Whitelock in their pack uh, and Richie Mwanga at 10, uh, not in the 23. Uh, they still had a pretty high-quality team, but they certainly seemed to be going through the motions. Uh, they really just, you know, couldn't, like, break out uh, in that match. Um, and, you know, they kind of, well, I mean, they, they certainly comfortably won the match, you know, going into the final passage of play. Uh, they were up by 15, uh, I believe it was. Uh, ended up winning by 8, uh, but they did concede, you know, a converted try, like a, a pretty long sort of 80-90 80-90 meter swing out of the force, um, you know, in extra time. So, you know, that did deny them the bonus point. I think uh, you could certainly see in the faces of some of the players uh, and some of the management, it, it almost seemed like it was a loss uh, for the Crusaders there, uh, not picking up that bonus point win. Uh, but, you know, they did enough. They certainly did enough to get the win, uh, but were pretty unconvincing, you'd have to say. Um, but, you know, well done to the force as well. They certainly hung around uh, and were very competitive and certainly picked themselves up uh, from their previous meeting or like their you know, previous match uh, the week before uh, when they you know, got an absolute hiding uh, by the Hurricanes. So yeah, uh, a, a weird match, um, you'd have to say. Um, just It didn't really seem like the intensity was there. Crusaders going through the motions, uh, got the win easily, uh, and then got the bonus point denied right on full time. That was almost the most interesting part of the match, uh, was the force denying uh, the Crusaders a bonus point, uh, and then you know getting no competition points, and certainly not getting the win uh, themselves. So yeah, a little bit of a funny one. 
Uh, if we push it on to the second match on the Friday, it was the, uh, the Reds at home uh, from Brisbane. So it was the Reds at home to the Blues from Brisbane. Uh, and it was 31-24 to the Blues. Uh, so again, uh, another, uh, what's that, seven point win there uh, for the Blues. Uh, so Reds picked up a bonus point, a losing bonus point in the finish. Um, got themselves to, you know, within seven, uh, with pretty much like two minutes left in that match. Had probably, you know, like one sort of phase of play uh, to try and advance the ball, um, you know, like 70, 80 metres, uh, pretty much from the restart, uh, you know, and then, you know, perhaps get a converted try, deny the Blues and get a draw. Uh, but you'd really have to say the Blues looked very comfortable in that match uh, throughout most of it. Um, Red scored first for sure, it was a very good try, uh, but then the uh, Blues put on a, a huge amount of points uh, in, in response. Uh, I'm just trying to think of exactly how many they scored there, uh, but it was certainly three if not four tries like um, on the bounce and really got themselves out to a very comfortable you know, lead in that match. Uh, again, you know, conceded a try and then conceded a long-range penalty to uh, Filippo Dalgunu, I believe it was, uh, which you know, cut the lead down from like 17 to 7. Uh, going into the final sort of like two minutes of that game. Uh, but you'd have to say pretty comfortable for the Blues. Uh, and, you know, where they were uh, on the ladder, uh, just in terms of going into that match, they really just needed a win, uh, especially uh, as the Crusaders had not advanced themselves and had only gotten a win with no bonus point uh, in the previous match against the Force. They really just needed to turn up and win, and that's what they did, and they did it well. So, you know, really good really good job, you'd have to say, by the Blues. Uh, quite a different match, uh, quite a different feeling to the match, you'd have to say, uh, compared to the uh, Crusaders Force match before it. So yeah, a couple of fairly tight ones uh, on the Friday. Uh, if we push into the Saturday matches, the first Saturday match uh, was the Highlanders at home to the Waratahs from Dunedin, uh, and it was 59-23 to the Highlanders. Uh, so yeah, you know, it was a real shootout, um, which is, you know, sort of what the Waratahs are, are good at being involved in. Unfortunately for the Waratahs, they're usually good at being involved uh, in an 80-minute shootout for about 25-30 minutes, uh, and that was sort of what happened again uh, in this one. Uh, the initial sort of 20-25 minutes of that game, it was pretty much, you know, try to the Waratahs, try to the Highlanders, try to the Waratahs, try to the Highlanders, which is back and forth, uh, and they really were racking up a cricket score uh, in that first sort of quarter, first sort of 20-25 minutes. Uh, but, you know, basically after that, the Waratahs, pretty much didn't really fire too many more shots, uh, you know, certainly didn't uh, in the second half. Uh, and the Highlanders basically just went from strength to strength uh, at home uh, and, you know, were efficient and did the job and won big uh, against that Waratahs team, which is very good, uh, you know, for their points differential. Uh, and in fact, actually pushes them ahead of uh, the Crusaders uh, in terms of equal on competition points. Uh, but better points differential now uh, for the Highlanders. Uh, so they really did do their job uh, in Dunedin uh, in that match uh, against the Waratahs. Uh, so well done. Uh, if we push into the second Saturday match, uh, the fourth match of the round, uh, it was the Brumbies uh, at home to the Hurricanes for the first time in Super Rugby after you know three weeks on the road in New Zealand uh, at a grand final or a Super Rugby, uh, Super Rugby AU final uh, in Brisbane. Uh, so some you know really tough, horrendous travel for the Brumbies. Uh, they got back to Canberra, uh, and they won 12-10 in Canberra in round four, so they got a win, their first uh, in the tournament. Uh, so, you know, well done to the Brumbies. Certainly too little too late uh, with those, you know, opening three losses uh, in New Zealand, uh, but they certainly did enough to spoil the Hurricanes party uh, and pretty much, you know, completely put the Hurricanes out uh, of Super Rugby Trans-Tasman or, you know, making the Super Rugby Trans-Tasman final. 
Um, yeah, what can I say? Uh, as obviously, as you know, I think, uh, if you've listened to a few of my podcasts here, you know, I am uh, a pretty massive um, Hurricane supporter. I, I love the team. Uh, I'm a Wellingtonian. Uh, and I have to say, pretty salty, like trying my best not to be too sort of like biased and or one-eyed uh, on this. Uh, but, you know, I'd have to say pretty salty. Um, certainly even, you know, four, five, six days uh, after the result. Um, I guess I just need to outline, I guess, why I'm so disappointed. Uh, for me, a, a key disappointment actually uh, is Sansa itself. So um, uh, if you actually go to Sansa, you know, they have a website and they have match reports, etc. Uh, and if you go through the match report, so the official match report, the official media you know, match report for this match, there is absolutely no mention of the Alex Fidal try slash disallowed try. Uh, in their media report. Now, I find that to be pretty sensational, if you know what I mean. Like, that is just media censorship of a clearly hugely important decision that I think Sansa got wrong. You know, it has to be said. Um, so, yeah, you know, pretty disappointed to see that Sansa's not really putting their hands up, um, you know, and saying, like, hey, we got this process wrong. Because I think, um, you know, it obviously sounds like sour grapes coming from a Hurricane supporter like myself. But at the end of the day, um, you know, the TV production crew was clearly, you know, Australian uh, and, you know, made the TMO aware, uh, you know, because they are, you know, nominally supporting, you would have to say, the Brumbies over, um, you know, the Brumbies being the home team, the Australian team, they were supporting the Brumbies uh, over the Hurricanes. Now, you know, they're not the arbiter here, like, you know, they're, they're not the judge, but, you know, they made something aware, or to the officials aware of something, but at the end of the day, the officials have to be good enough to say, look, we don't actually need to see that kind of coverage. It's outside of your brief. Uh, and if you bring that kind of coverage to us, we're going to shut you down based on the rules of the refereeing of this rugby tournament. Uh, and the rules really are pretty clear. Um, unless it's foul play, and there was no foul play involved here, but unless it's foul play, you cannot go back You know, two passages of play. So you know, when uh, the Hurricanes were awarded a penalty, from which Camboyga, their reserve halfback, took a quick tap and play continued. That was the new passage of play. That was the new start of the game. And you cannot go back to a knock-on like that the referee obviously could have seen at the time, but chose to just play on with. You know, it's a very small, very you know technical, very subjective, uh, was it a knock-on, was it not a knock-on? You see it from two angles. One angle is favourable to the Hurricanes, I think. One angle is not favourable or favourable to the Brumbies. So it's not even a clear and obvious knock-on. And it's happened two passages of play ago. So, you know, I, I really feel like... I was obviously you know, very disappointed with that uh, on Saturday night, uh, you know, watching it live. Um, but for me, it's just about putting your hand up. And it's like, I can forgive you know, Sansa and the Sansa officials, uh, if they put their hand up and take ownership of situations that they get wrong. I, I feel like um, if you get grilled by the public, if you get grilled by the media, and you put your hand up and say, sorry, yeah, I got that one wrong, I think we all can say, you know, we can all accept your apology and actually park it and move on. And the thing is, we can park it and move on because we know, or we at least think we know, that you're not going to make small, you know, small errors like that. But actually, small errors is not true because it's a, it's a technical error that you should have gotten right, which would have completely changed the match. It would have put the Hurricanes up at least, you know, 15-12, probably 17-12 with, you know, five minutes left in the game. 
you know, certainly all things being equal in that match, the fact that basically no teams were breaking each other down, that would have been the winning try. So pretty huge to make that call, make that wrong call, change the outcome of the match. You know, obviously it would have been nice if Geordie Barrett could have kicked one of his three penalties as well, uh, but he didn't. Uh, and then, you know, that obviously changes the complexion of the tournament as well. It essentially means that the Hurricanes are an also-ran, uh, you know, in the, final, in the final week or the final round of play. So, yeah, you know, um, hopefully, I, you know, I really need to get that off my chest, I guess, uh, as you can probably tell. But the key thing there is I'm not really that disappointed with the result. I can take that. What I'm disappointed about is the media response or the lack of response uh, to poor refereeing decisions. I think when you're in positions of like power, you have to take responsibility. You have to be accountable for when you get things wrong. We then have to accept your apology, provided that it's genuine, or like, you know, we have to accept that you know that you made a mistake, uh, and then we can all move on, you know, and it will be a better tournament and a better, and a better sport uh, if that is the situation. But yeah, you know, as it was, 12-10 to the Brumbies uh, in Canberra. Uh, so, you know, that's pretty much the end of the Hurricanes there uh, with that loss uh, with one week to go. Uh, well done to both teams. So a uh, very different kind of match, a very defensive-orientated match. Uh, you know, a lot of tackling going in there from both sides, a lot of aggressive tackling going from both sides. And the Brumbies certainly did play well, so, you know, fair play. Uh, and, you know, both teams very hard to break down, uh, and there were just not that many opportunities. So, yeah, certainly a very dogged match, very different kind of uh, flavor to that match than what we've been seeing a lot of uh, in Super Rugby Trans-Tasman. But, yeah, you know, f finally, you know, just uh, close it out, close it off, close it out there. I do not hold uh, any kind of grudge against the Brumbies. Full credit, well done. Excellent, you got your win at home, and it's not really that unexpected, um, to be honest, uh, from me uh, as a Hurricanes supporter. We have a you know a horrendous record in Canberra, um, so you know not that surprised that you got it done, uh, and you know well done to you. But you know really that refereeing decision or decisions, they just need to be a lot more accountable, uh, and Sansa needs to put its hand up a lot more. Uh, that's all I want to say. So yeah, into the final match, the Sunday match, which was the uh, Chiefs nominally at home to the Rebels. Uh, again, another Sansa issue, you know, why did you let the Rebels, you know, go back to Melbourne like two weeks ago and then, you know, almost forfeit or almost cancel a match against the Highlanders last week, drag the, drag the Chiefs uh, over uh, or keep the Chiefs over in Australia for an extra week uh, and then obviously, you know, you're going to have to drag, you know, the Crusaders uh, up to Sydney again for a third week as well. So, you know, again, allowing the Rebels to go back to Victoria you kind of, in, a, in a COVID-19 environment. Uh, you know, with, you know, difficult borders between countries, maybe not the best idea, Sansa, to have done that or to have allowed, you know, the rebels to have done that. But anyways, not to get on to, not, not to bash Sansa too much more uh, in this podcast, but, you know, another poor decision there uh, that was allowed uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, we've got the Chiefs nominally at home uh, in Sydney uh, to the rebels, and it was 36-26 to the Chiefs. So yeah, Chiefs played pretty well there. Um, three doubles, I think, in that match. Chiefs scored six tries. Uh, two to Chase Tiatia, two to Anton Leonard-Brown, and two to Caleb Trask. Um, some pretty good tries in there, you'd have to say, as well. Uh, Rebels also scored uh, at least one or two uh, really good tries as well. Uh, and then that one in the finish as well meant that the Chiefs were denied a bonus point. Uh, so yeah, you really can see that there's a, a real closing uh, of, of the gap there, you know, through four rounds now, or like this being the fourth round that we're talking about, you know, um, you know, the Force denied the Crusaders a bonus point, you know, the Reds denied the Blues a bonus point, 
um, you know, Brumbies obviously got that win uh, against the Hurricanes, and you know, had things been different and the Hurricanes had gotten a win, it certainly would not have been with a bonus point. Uh, and then the Chiefs were denied a bonus point by the Rebels. So, you know, you can see already that, you know, through sort of three, four weeks of competition, the Australian teams are certainly narrowing that gap in talent. Now, obviously, you know, the, the Waratahs got an, you know, got an absolute hiding, uh, you know, by the Highlanders, uh, but they sort of are an exceptional basket case, you'd have to say, uh, in 2021. Uh, you know, so outside of the Waratahs, you know, the sort of the other nine teams are certainly, you know, closing the gap between each other or the distance between the quality of the New Zealand and Australian teams. I think it's closing quite considerably. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, if that continues for this final uh, round five week uh, that we're going to have a look at soon. But, yeah, uh, so what did I say about those games? Uh, so the first game there, uh, Crusaders uh, won it 29-21. Uh, I'm pretty sure, I, I certainly went with the Crusaders. I think I said Crusaders plus 10. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I said Crusaders would win, but not with the bonus point. So I was pretty much on the money uh, for that first one. Uh, the second match uh, for the Blues, uh, I was at 31-24 to the Blues. Uh, I'm pretty sure I said Reds plus 5. Uh, I was backing the Reds to get a second win in a row there uh, and beat out the Blues at home. Uh, and, you know, really disrupt this competition. Uh, but they were not good enough to do that. The Blues won, and the Blues won by 7. Uh, third match there was the Highlanders. Highlanders beating the Waratahs, 59-23. Pretty sure I said Highlanders plus 25 uh, at home. Uh, and as it was, uh, it ended up being, what, plus 27, plus 9. What is that, plus 36? It ended up being plus 36 there uh, for the Highlanders. So a really good win there. Uh, they certainly scored a couple of late ones. Uh, that really did blow it out. Uh, so I went on to the Highlanders. I think I picked plus 25, uh, and you were plus 36, I think, in the finish. Uh, Brumbies, Hurricanes. Uh, the Brumbies win there, 12-10. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure I picked Hurricanes in that one. Close Hurricanes. I'm pretty sure I said Hurricanes plus 3, uh, as it was. It was Brumbies plus 2. Uh, so again, you know, not talking about that match anymore. I think you know that I am well and truly uh, salty on it. Uh, and I think I've more than said enough about it. But yeah, you know, I think I picked Hurricanes plus three, uh, and it ended up being uh, Brumbies plus two. Uh, and then that final Sunday match, Chiefs uh, getting the win, 36-26 over the Rebels. Uh, I'm pretty sure I had uh, the Chiefs plus 18 uh, in that match, uh, and the Chiefs ended up winning plus 10. So certainly picked the Chiefs, but didn't really pick uh, the margin or the result there too well. So yeah, that's pretty much round four and how that all shook out uh, over the uh, last weekend or the first weekend of June. Now we're going to go to round five, which is essentially starting today uh, and look at the final round of Super Rugby Trans-Tasman uh, before round six, which will be next weekend and will be the final. So who are the two teams that are going to get into this final? Uh, well, you know, you'd have to say uh, the five Australia teams are well and truly gone from the competition. You'd have to say that the Chiefs are essentially gone from this competition as well. Uh, and you'd have to say, I think, as well, that the, the Hurricanes are you know, gone from this competition too. Um, perhaps, you know, you could make a little bit of an argument for the Hurricanes. Uh, obviously, they need to win, win with the bonus point. That would get them to 21 points. Uh, and then, you know, what do you do from there or that what would need to happen from there? Well, you know, quite a lot. But, um, you know, obviously, you know, you're going to be needing almost everybody else, uh, you know, to lose. Certainly at least two of the three teams above you would need to lose their last games, uh, which sounds, you know, pretty unlikely to me. So, yeah, you know, like, uh, maybe we can have a little bit of a look at that later. Let's just go to what we actually can see, which is in front of us, which is, you know, the schedule uh, for the matches this week or this weekend. 
So Super Rugby Trans Tasman Round 5 uh, is going to start on Friday with two matches. Uh, so the first match will be the Hurricanes uh, at home to the Reds. So yeah, pretty interesting one. Uh, I think I'm going to go uh, with the Hurricanes here. Uh, I think the Hurricanes are going to respond pretty well. Um, I, I don't really see what the Reds have to offer now. You know, like they're, they're one and three, uh, pushing, over to New, uh, pushing over to New Zealand for a dead rubber match. I'm uh, not sure if James O'Connor will be involved or not, uh, and you'd have to think, um, you know, the Reds might go into this a little bit experimental, uh, a touch light, you'd have to say, uh, just in terms of their lineup. In fact, I might just key in there and have a look at the lineups because they should be uh, available. So, yeah, you know, if we have a look at the Queensland backline, if we just start with that, I mean, they're going with Tate McDermott 9, Bryce Hegarty 10, Isaac Henry, and Hunter Paisami in the midfield. Uh, and then you've got Dalgunu uh, on the left wing, Fluke on the right, uh, and Mac Greeley uh, at fullback. So, you know, I wouldn't say that's your strongest Queensland Reds, you know, like uh, backline that I've seen. I don't think you're going to get too much excitement out of that. Although, you know, I definitely do rate Tate McDermott uh, and Filippo Dalgunu. Uh, even Hunter Paisami, you know, can be pretty decent. Uh, but you'd have to say that is a little bit of a big team, uh, just in terms of, you know, the, the Queensland Red backline there. Wouldn't expect too much out of that. Uh, the Ford pack looks really tight, though. You'd have to say, um, you know, Payenga, Moser at hooker, Tupo as one of your props, Salakai Lotto as one of your locks, and then, you know, Angus Scott Young, Liam Wright, and Harry Wilson as your back row. So you'd have to say um, the Reds are coming very correct uh, in the Fords, uh, but I don't think, you know, I think some of it is due to injury, uh, but I also think it might just be, you know, a little bit of rest and rotation, uh, you know, just Brad Thorne playing around. Uh, with what he what he's got uh, in his you know red squad, uh, you know and you know perhaps there's also even some direction there uh, from the Wallabies uh, set up as to like hey, uh, you know we're going to need some of these Reds players you know don't get them injured you know in this final sort of like dead rubber match against the Canes, so yeah you know I'm going to go uh, plus ten uh, for the Hurricanes there. Um, it's also going to be Nani Laomape's final game uh, for the Hurricanes uh, unless there is some some kind of miracle uh, and the Hurricanes make the final, uh, but it should be his final game. Uh, so I do expect, you know, the crowds uh, to be well and truly in behind him uh, and the team well and truly in behind him to be very motivated. Uh, so, yeah, I, I picked the Hurricanes plus 10 there. Um, second match will be uh, from Canberra again, second week in a row. It's going to be the Brumbies at home to the Highlanders. So that's going to be a really good match. Probably the match of the round, you'd have to say, uh, just because, you know, Highlanders are still unbeaten. Uh, and they've just slightly got their nose uh, ahead of the Crusaders uh, in second position at present uh, on the you know Super Rugby Trans Tasman table. Now they've obviously got a very daunting task there uh, in Canberra. One, they need to win. Probably two, they need to win with a bonus point. Uh, and then you know they kind of need to win with a bonus point and even kind of put the Brumbies to the sword a touch. So you know if you're the Highlanders, you're probably needing to go to, to Canberra tonight. Um, as I say this. Uh, and you probably, you know, you certainly need to win the match, but you need to win it, win it with a bonus point, and probably win it plus 15 to plus 20. So that's a, that's a pretty huge task, you'd have to say. Um, I sort of think the Highlanders definitely have the ability to, you know, trip up, trip, uh, trip the Brumbies over uh, and, and get a win. They're definitely good enough to do that. Um, I don't know if they're good enough to go over there, get a win, a win with a bonus point, and I certainly don't think they're going to be winning this game in Canberra by, like, 20 points. Um, so if they don't do those three things, they really will be opening themselves up to, you know, the Crusaders uh, being able to get in the back door uh, because they play the, you know, the following day on the Saturday and they'll know exactly uh, what they need to do.
so yeah, um, you know, best of luck to both teams. Um, not too worried, you know, if, if the Brumbies can back up and win two in a row uh, in Canberra. You know, it's kind of good for the integrity of the competition. You know, the more Australian wins, the better, right? Um, you know, through the the twenty five games of of regular season. Uh, so you know, best of luck to the Brumbies, but also obviously best of luck to the Highlanders. It'd be nice to see them keep the pressure uh, on the Blues and on the Crusaders. You know, it'd be really nice to see them. You know, just put in a really awesome performance. Uh, just leave everything out there and just say, well, you know, if we win, we win with a bonus point, and we still don't make the final. Well, you know, we we did everything we could basically. I, I mean, I'd love to see that, and I hope we do see that from the Highlanders. I certainly feel like they're the kind of team uh, that could give you that kind of performance. Uh, you know, so, you know, best of luck to the Highlanders as well. It's going to be a great game. Uh, so, yeah, into the Saturday matches. Um, there's three of them. So, no Sunday fixture this week. Uh, so, the three Saturday matches. The first game is the Rebels at home to the Crusaders. Uh, that will be the, you know, like, Victorian slash uh, Melbourne Rebels uh, based up in Sydney. Uh, so, you know, Rebels nominally at home in Sydney to the Crusaders. I think the Crusaders are certainly going to load up in this one. They've, they've got a really good team uh, that they've announced, or, you know, very strong, you know, full Crusaders team coming hard at the Rebels. Uh, Rebels just, you know, they really just don't have much to play for, you'd have to say. Um, so, you know, you'd have to expect Crusaders to win this, win it with a bonus point, and probably win it by, like, 25, 30 points. Um, and obviously, you know, they're going to know exactly what they need to do, i.e., you know, if the Highlanders win. Um, you know they're gonna need they they're gonna know that they need to win and they're gonna need to win you know plus five plus ten um, or you know they need to win win with a bonus point and they're assured uh, of a final so the Crusaders are sitting in a very nice position uh, and then obviously of course you know if the Brumbies are good enough to beat the Highlanders on Friday night well that basically just makes it a bit of a, a walkthrough for the Crusaders essentially you know any point any win would do uh, from there. Uh, so the following match after the Crusaders will be the Blues at home uh, at Eden Park. Seems like they've played almost every game at Eden Park. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but the Blues at home uh, to the Force uh, will be the match, the second match of the Saturday after the Crusaders match. So that'll be coming from Auckland in New Zealand. Uh, and again, you know, the Blues are going to know exactly what they need to do. I.e. they will have seen what the Highlanders did the night before. Uh, and they'll even know what the Crusaders just did over in Sydney. So you'd have to think, you know, the Blues will be able to completely control that match, um, you know, win it and win it with a bonus point if they need to, or just, you know, win it and, you know, do what needs to be done. So, yeah, you've really got to kind of back at this, you know, they're a point up in terms of the competition standings as well. Uh, so essentially, if the Highlanders and or Crusaders only get a win, um, you know, a win for the Brum uh, for the Blues well, will be enough as well. Like, you know, they will be, you know, at least one competition point clear. Uh, so, you know, they really have everything at their disposal, uh, just in terms of uh, great scheduling, in terms of being the late team to play on the Saturday, uh, compared to the Highlanders and Crusaders, uh, and then obviously, you know, they're one point up uh, on the competition standings as well. So, yeah, you know, you'd, you'd have to think the Blues are going to have one eye uh, on the force, but also one eye on the TV uh, and, and, you know, preparation. Uh, and then basically what happens, what unfolds uh, from the Highlanders and Crusaders matches is kind of going di to dictate, you know, how much or, or what exactly, you know, the Blues do. Uh, but, you know, they'll be heavily motivated, you'd have to think, as well, uh, to pick up the win plus bonus point, which will, again, you know, guarantee uh, that they host uh, the Super Rugby Trans-Tasman final, which I'm sure is a hugely motivating factor for them. Uh, so, you know, you'd have to think Blues plus 20 and that, you know, they've, they've got to be up for it. 
And then, you know, very final uh, match of the competition uh, is staying in Australia. Uh, it'll be the Chiefs uh, or the Waratahs uh, from Sydney, actually in Sydney. So it'll be the Waratahs uh, at home to the Chiefs uh, from Sydney. Uh, and, you know, again, there's not too much you can say about that. Obviously, that's the third week in a row that the Chiefs have been over uh, in Australia. I think four of the five weeks of the competition, the Chiefs have been in Australia, so you know they've they've had it they've had it a little bit disrupted, um, you know, due to you know coronavirus uh, issues or conditions, uh, but I really don't think that's going to be a factor for the Chiefs. Uh, obviously, they're missing you know Damian McKenzie, who's still out suspended, uh, but you know they were pretty decent against the Rebels. Uh, get to stay, you know, for continuity reasons, get to stay an extra week in Sydney. Waratahs have to travel back with their tail between their legs from Dunedin. Uh, you'd have to think something similar to what happened against the Highlanders uh, is probably going to happen for the Waratahs here. Like, you know, you'd, you'd probably expect a 30-35 point win uh, to the Chiefs. Or certainly, I think that's what I'm thinking. So yeah, uh, let's go back and recap those five games. And I think that's pretty much all I want to do there. Uh, and then, you know, maybe, I guess, uh, who's actually going to get into the final for next week as well. Uh, so first match, Hurricanes at home to the Reds. Uh, I'm going to go Hurricanes plus 10. Uh, Brumbies, or second match, Brumbies at home to the Highlanders. Uh, I'm going to go Brumbies plus 5 for that. So, you know, I'm going to continue on the Brumbies train there. Uh, but best of luck to the Highlanders for sure. Uh, Saturday matches, Rebels at home to the Crusaders. Uh, I'm going to go Crusaders plus 25 there. Uh, Blues at home to the Force, uh, I'm going to go Blues plus 20. Uh, and then Waratahs at home to, to the Chiefs, I'm going to go plus 30 to the Chiefs. So yeah, you know, I really do think, you know, Crusaders, Blues and Chiefs are going to load up pretty hard uh, in those Saturday matches. Uh, we're going to have a couple of tight ones on the Friday. Uh, one to the Hurricanes at home and one to the Brumbies at home uh, for the Australian and New Zealand teams. So yeah, uh, what would that all mean? Well, uh, I think if the Blues, uh, well at present, let's just go, I guess, through um, the top four. Let's have a look at the top four of the standings. Essentially, the you know the Chiefs played four, won three, lost one, fourteen competition points. I mean, they would really, they're, they're basically out of this. You'd have to say, uh, I'm going to eliminate them for now. Uh, so you know, the and the Hurricanes are essentially in the same boat. <clears throat> so the Hurricanes have played four, won three, lost one. Uh, and they have 16 competition points. So they're two points back from the Crusaders and Highlanders. They're three points back from the Blues. So you'd have to say they're kind of off the pace, and it's really going to be you know, very unlikely that at least two of those three teams above them uh, drop in the final week. That's what they're going to require. So yeah, what do we have for the top three? They are the, the teams that really are involved here uh, in round five. So at number one, you've got the Blues, played four, won four, and 19 points. Uh, for the Highlanders, you've got them in second spot, played for 1 4 and 18 points with a plus 82 differential. Uh, and then in third spot, you've got the Crusaders, played for 1 4, 18 points and a plus 71 uh, differential. So, you know, the Crusaders are essentially 11 points behind the Highlanders in terms of points differential. They're locked on points. Uh, and then the Blues have a very good points differential. They're plus 109 uh, through four games, uh, and they have that extra bonus point as well. So yeah, you know, um, of those three matchups, you'd have to say probably the I think probably the Crusaders away. So the Crusaders in Sydney taking on the Rebels. That probably is the easiest of the three matchups, I would say. 
uh, followed by you know the Blues at home to the Force. Force are certainly a better team uh, than the Rebels uh, and Waratahs. They're a cut above them, uh, but this is going to be their third week in a row in New Zealand. Uh, and you know obviously the Blues are just heavily motivated, or like they should be highly motivated uh, in Auckland uh, to get the job done there. Um, so yeah, you know you'd have to think that it's the second easiest of the three you know propositions, uh, and then certainly the hardest match there will be the Highlanders. Uh, away uh, to the Brumbies in Canberra. You'd have to think that is the toughest of the three assignments. Uh, so, you know, just logically, you know, uh, if you, even if you just to basically say all three teams win, um, you know, that would definitely put the Blues uh, in. Uh, and I think, you know, Blues to win, Blues to win with the bonus point, both very likely. You know, Crusaders to win, Crusaders to win with the bonus point, very likely. Um, and then, you know, Highlanders to lose close and or maybe win. I think very likely as well. So I think that's going to see you know the Highlanders probably come up at least <clears throat> probably one point short. Um, you know they might get a win, a very tough dogged win uh, over the Brumbies, get themselves to twenty two points. But I think the Crusaders will you know quite easily push to twenty three, uh, and the Blues will push to twenty three, twenty four pretty easily as well. So you know I've got to think I've got to think there that it's going to be um, Blues Crusaders is going to be the Suburbia Trans Tasman final. Uh, and I'm just really hoping um, that it will be the Blues hosting that final because I think if the Blues get to host that final uh, at Eden Park in Auckland, it's going to be a really good event uh, and it's going to make the final a lot closer, a lot more competitive uh, between you know the rapidly improving Blues uh, and obviously you know the Super Rugby Aotearoa champions, uh, the Crusaders. So yeah, um, that's what I think. Um, you know, if I think of those top four again, I think you know Blues to win. Blues to win, Blues to win with a bonus point for sure. I think, like, Blues to win for sure, but probably with a bonus point. Um, you know, Highlanders, maybe to lose close, maybe to win, uh, but not quite do enough. Crusaders to win with a bonus point, I think for sure. Uh, Hurricanes to win, doesn't really matter. Uh, and then, you know, Chiefs to win with a bonus point, doesn't really matter. Uh, so, you know, I think that's the kind of thing that's going to go down there. But yeah, you know, best of luck. Probably the best match of the round, you know, certainly the most decisive, I think most important uh, statement match of the round will be uh, the, Brumbies v. Warat uh, the Brumbies v. Highlanders uh, on the Friday night from Canberra. Uh, what happens in that match really dictates, you know, just how hard or just how easy, um, you know, things will be for the Saturday matches. So yeah, uh, that's pretty much what I want to do there. It's about 35 minutes. I think I'll make a stop. Um, but yeah, um... I think that's pretty much it. Um, said my piece, certainly said my piece, and then some. I think uh, you know, obviously on that um, Brumbies v Hurricanes around four match. Uh, yeah, definitely want to park the bus and move on uh, from there. Um, but yeah, just has to be said, right? Uh, if you're in positions of importance, positions of power, positions of responsibility, when you make mistakes, you got to put your hands up and say, you know, I did, I did something wrong. You know, basically forgive me and or I'm aware that I've done something wrong and I'm going to learn from it. That's what we need from Sansa and from its referees. We don't need like, you know, hidden hidden media reports basically that nothing happened in that match or there was no contentious refereeing decision in that match. That's just bullshit in my opinion. Uh, if that's the way you're going to run an organisation. So yeah, there you go. Um, but also, um, just capping out there, uh, obviously best of luck to my Hurricanes tonight and best of luck to Nani Lamape in what should be or what is very likely to be uh, his final game uh, for the Hurricanes. He's been really awesome uh, to watch over the last sort of six seasons uh, for the Hurricanes. So best of luck to him uh, up in the top 14. I believe he's pushing on to France 
he's going to play for Stay Francais, <clears throat> I believe. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to that match, and hopefully uh, he can be sent off uh, in fine fashion. Uh, and then obviously, you know, really looking forward to that, uh, you know, Brumbies v Highlanders match and what those two teams can do, how they throw down against each other. I think it's going to be uh, really awesome. Uh, and then, you know, I have to say, unfortunately, I think the Saturday games, <clears throat> just in terms of the matchups and where they're being played uh, and just the motivation of the teams involved, I think it's going to be a little bit of a procession. Uh, and I think there's going to be some pretty big wins uh, to the New Zealand teams uh, on Saturday. But yeah, there you go. Uh, let's see what happens, I guess. Uh, I've put it out online, uh, and hopefully uh, we can come back and review it uh, next week uh, and see what happens, see how close I was uh, to reality as such, uh, and then, you know, talk a little bit more about Round 6, which is going to be the Super Rugby Trans-Tasman Final, uh, and, you know, the two teams that will be involved in that. So, yeah, I'm going to peace out there. Thanks a lot for listening, uh, if you did. Uh, can you please uh, subscribe to me in any way, shape, or form? Uh, I have no idea how you're listening to this. Uh, there's all lots of podcasting platforms out there these days. Um, <clears throat> I believe that uh, Google Podcasts and Spotify uh, are two good podcast platforms. So I recommend that you listen to me there uh, and or subscribe or follow me there. That'd be awesome. Um, I also have a Facebook page, The Rugby Gods Podcast. So if you're on Facebook, uh, please you know search The Rugby Gods Podcast. You should be able to find a page please feel free to give me a like and or a follow there. Uh, and then obviously, you know, feel free to send me a private message uh, or write a comment uh, if you'd like as well. But yeah, you know, any positive stuff that you can do uh, for me uh, and this podcast would be awesome. Um, whether that's ratings or subscribing or just sharing it with your friends, please, uh, it'll be all much appreciated. And of course, uh, you know, get in touch with me. <clears throat> I really do enjoy um, some of the private chats that I have, uh, you know, with fans from places like Ireland, um, you know, Scotland, <clears throat> uh, even America uh, about rugby. Uh, it really is why, uh, or it's certainly a major reason as to why, you know, I do this podcast. So, you know, please feel free to be a part of that. Just send me a private message through Facebook. Uh, we can make it happen. So, yeah. Um, that's it from me. Uh, so, you know, I hope life is going well for you, and I hope you're doing good things, and I hope good things are happening for you. Uh, always want to make sure uh, that you're thinking about that. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and, you know, that's all I want to say, I guess. feel a bit stilted, a bit stunted. <clears throat> Not quite sure why. I think my throat's getting a little bit sore, uh, a little bit dry. So, yeah, definitely piecing out there. So, yeah, enjoy your rugby for this weekend, uh, and I will talk to you next week. And, yeah, take care. Bye-bye for now.